Listener supported. WNYC Studios. There are some parcels that Mother Nature owns. She may only visit once every few years, but she owns the parcel. And when she comes to visit, she visits. So if you live in the coastal area officially known as the 100-year floodplain, but who believes that number anymore, and your home was damaged during Sandy, you may be getting a buyout offer, well, from Governor Cuomo, as Richard just reported in the news. Here are more details. The governor is looking for approval to spend about $400 million to buy homes in low-lying areas and then to preserve that land permanently. Joining us now is Thomas Kaplan of the New York Times, who reported on this yesterday. Hi, Thomas. Welcome back to WNYC. Thanks for having me. And first of all, exactly what areas are we talking about if this is known? Well, the 100-year the floodplain is what we're talking about, but the exact uh, boundaries we don't yet know. Draft maps of uh, an updated 100-year floodplain were released last week, but not covering the entire city. Uh, so we're still waiting on final maps. And one thing the Cuomo administration is working on are sort of more detailed maps that will show even more flood-prone uh, flood areas within the 100-year floodplain that would be targeted for sweeteners to further encourage people to take a buyout. So I guess we're basically talking about the areas that have been in the news because they were hard hit by Sandy, right? Yeah, I mean, you, this they're really looking at the areas that were, were devastated. And those are the areas, I think, where you can expect uh, – people to be more receptive to this, who are just saying, I cannot bear to go through this again. And listeners, call up if you if this sounds like it applies to you. Do you live in the 100-year floodplain and sustain damage to your home? Call us up and tell us if you would take an offer from the state to buy your home or not. 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692, or post to WNYC.org and click on Brian Lair Show. So, Thomas, um, FEMA released a new preliminary map of the 100-year floodplain. How many homes are in that floodplain now, and how many homes might receive buyout offers? Well, the the numbers we're getting from the state is they're looking at a universe of about 10,000 homes within that floodplain that were substantially damaged uh, by Sandy. And and that term basically means it suffered more than 50 percent damage uh, from the storm. So that's the kind of ballpark they're looking at, the state is looking at, and they they don't really know what to expect. They're planning for somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 10 to 15 percent of uh, those homeowners to pursue buyouts. But this is unprecedented to, to some extent. I mean, this is a more ambitious program than what has been offered through the federal government and other states, and providing some of these incentives, especially for folks who are thinking about selling the notion that you could get you know, 125% of the pre-store market value of your home, that could be very appealing. I guess so. And the idea is to preserve that land and turn it into dunes and wetlands and other natural buffers to mitigate storm surges? Exactly. I mean, this is really sort of the first step in gradually starting to remake how New York develops its coastline. The idea being you can use some of these properties, turn them into... Uh, buffers that would help sort of blunt the impact of future storms. You also could have some situations where in particularly hard-hit areas where 
many property owners may want to leave, you could combine parcels and turn them into uh, parkland, for instance, or or community spaces that uh, would would sort of benefit a neighborhood. And that's another thing the state is pursuing. Desiree in Brooklyn, you're on WNYC. Thank you for calling in. Yes. Hi, Brian. Hi. What are you thinking? Um, Yes. I'm thinking that it's a good idea because um, those areas are really low-lying and vulnerable. However, I, being the eternal skeptic, I just wonder if the state is doing this because um, they know that if they tried to condemn the whole area wholesale that it would be really bad PR and people would be up in arms. But if they can put out some money and um, get the bulk of a neighborhood to agree to sell, then those who hold out and say, I'm not selling for any amount of money, then they can take theirs by eminent domain and, you know, there'll be less people up in arms and screaming. Desiree, the eternal skeptic from Brooklyn, uh, floating an idea that probably a lot of people have had. Is she right? Well, I I think that's a a fair concern. Now, the state is not talking about using eminent domain, but, I mean, one, one particular issue, for instance, would be what if you have a neighborhood where, or a block where nine of the ten homeowners decide they'll take the buyout, what happens to the one person who's left and says they want to stay? I mean, can you really stay if your entire neighborhood is gone and the rest of it's being, you know, let back to nature? So that, I think, is a fair thing to be skeptical about. The one thing that Cuomo administration officials have told me is they want to be very sensitive to sort of how these neighborhoods have already been traumatized. They don't want to create any more whiplash than, you know, has already uh, been felt. So they are saying they they really want to emphasize the voluntary nature of this. But I think that certainly in talking to lawmakers, that's one of the uh, areas where you see the most skepticism. Well, if I understand it correctly, it would be voluntary in terms of that eminent domain would not be used. The state would not come in and say, we are just condemning this land for environmental purposes and we are going to buy your home. However, they're offering sweeteners uh, in some of the areas so that if the whole block actually sells to the state, then the residents get that much more, some percentage more, uh, in a purchase price, which, tell me if that's correct, and that would mean that neighbors, if there are just a few holdouts, would be putting incredible pressure on other neighbors. Right. That's that's basically the, the idea. It would be a 10% bonus that you and your neighbors would get. If And these are for you know only a few dozen blocks uh, that are in really vulnerable areas. But you're right. I mean, that, that dynamic is one, I think, that uh, I don't quite know how that would play out, because you would imagine that would be quite a bit of pressure, because that's money on the line. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's one of these. This is the sort of thing where we don't know the details of the process yet in a lot of areas, and that's one thing where how would that play out, and then how do you protect people who say, listen, I appreciate the offer, but I don't want to go. We're talking about Governor Cuomo's new plan to buy up lots of homes in low-lying areas in the 100-year floodplain to preserve them, turn them into dunes and wetlands and other things to mitigate the damage from future Sandys. And we're taking your calls at 212-433-WNYC. Brian in Suffolk, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? Good, good. I'm just curious what's the governor's plan to make up the lost uh, tax revenue, the lost school tax and property tax revenue 
that's that's going to happen when they buy up these houses? Well, that's a good question. If we're talking about a thousand homes, uh, or maybe even more, how does that affect the the property tax base and therefore the schools? As the caller asks, uh, Thomas Kaplan from the New York Times, do you think it would be enough homes to lose a meaningful part of school funding? The state is betting that that will not be the case. Uh, their hope at this point is if you're looking at a thousand homes spread among you know the city, Nassau, Suffolk, it will be spread among enough different localities that the impact to any individual local government would not be significant enough that it would it would cause problems. But in a, in a broad way, I mean that's certainly an issue a lot of local governments are facing. One thing the state is offering. This is partly motivated by the tax question, but it's sort of a broader program, is to give a 5% bonus if you relocate within your home county. And that's designed, I mean, they don't want people leaving the state of New York, for instance. So that's Mm -hmm. the one thing they are offering. And if the number is really just 1,000 homeowners out of the 10,000 or so who live in the 100-year floodplain in New York State, then... How does that make a difference? What good is it if 90% of the homes remain? How could they build the wetlands or whatever they want to put there? I think the thought would be you will get a much higher participation rate in certain critical areas where you might be able to do uh, mitigation, large-scale mitigation uh, programs. But part of this is kind of almost simpler than that. It's It's the idea, and this is something that the federal government and FEMA have pushed for decades, the idea being the government does not want, in a perfect world, people living in floodplains where they are vulnerable to these storms because it costs money over the long run if your home is significantly damaged you know, once every couple of years, once a decade, once every two decades. Those are federal dollars, state dollars that are flowing in for aid. So the way this is justified in sort of a macro way across the country is it's less expensive to buy out individual homes and reduce the number of people who are at risk. So even if you can't do a you know big dune project because these are just individual lots that are now vacant, that still cuts down on the number of people and also the number of homes that are sort of in harm's way. Frank and Breezy Point, you're on WNYC. Hi, Frank. Hit close to home? Yes, good morning, sir. How are you today? Good. How about you? And this hits close to home for you, I imagine. Yes, it is. It's an issue we're all thinking about down here, and it deserves our attention, and uh, we appreciate the airtime. But um, we lived here for some years, and we found it comfortable, and we found it a nice place to live. So it's a hard decision to make for a lot of people to give it up for a certain dollar amount. However, when you look at the prospect of future storms becoming regular, um, it's scary. It really is. And by anybody's analysis, um, you would determine that this this land is not uh, meant for human uh, habitation. So it deserves to be a park. It's a heart-wrenching decision, I'm sure, for somebody like you uh, yeah, to come to is. that conclusion. Yes, it certainly is. My wife would feel the same, I'm sure. And we have a lot of good people live here, and this is their home. And um, it would be difficult for people to make a decision to move. Not something you take lightly, and not something you take for a dollar, a dollar amount. But uh, thank you for your time and your consideration. It's well taken. Frank, thank you very much. Please call us again. Um, So, Thomas, do homeowners already know how much they're 
insurance premiums will rise with the new flood zone maps. As the caller just said, he'd entertain an offer, but he won't take a dollar. But that calculation of how much flood insurance will go up might be central to their calculations about whether they want to accept a buyout, do you think? Right. I think that's one of the big things. I mean, for many people, certainly it will be a tough decision weighing, do you leave your community? But I think the state is thinking for a number of people, this is going to be a you know, a matter of math. You're going to look at what your premiums are going to be. You're going to look at what it's going to cost to rebuild if you have not really started to go down that road yet. And you're just going to say it's a no-brainer in terms of the money. Also, people who have already listed homes for sale and are seeing the kind of offers that are out there and just how little you can you can get for your home in some of these areas because of these same concerns about flood insurance premiums, that that will really drive the decision uh, just in a you know cold, hard number sort of way. You know, we already made clear that they're not talking about eminent domain, seizing the land and making you sell it to them. But why aren't they talking about eminent domain? If they can use eminent domain to forcibly buy, buy land and hand it over to a developer to build the Barclays Arena, you would think they would prioritize the use of eminent domain to take over land that could end up costing taxpayers tons of money if it continues to get destroyed in storms that will come more frequently. So why aren't they considering the use of eminent domain? Well, I think two things. I mean, the, the first and obvious one is the public relations fallout from something like that uh, you know, would be significant, and it's a, it's a difficult issue to sort of go down that road because of how people would respond, that, that's kind of a given. I think the other thing is just the, the practical nature of how along all of New York's coastline do you decide what you would target through eminent domain, what you would not, what is worthy of that, what is not. And, I mean, listen, it, it's impossible to rule these, these things out. It's impossible to say there's not some incredibly vulnerable area somewhere that some local government would say, listen, we cannot keep having people live here. But I think one thing that the the state, at least the governor's office, is cognizant of and has been stressing is that they do not want to create controversy. They do not want to upset people who have had, in many cases, you know, are living through a nightmare. Right. And that is, I think, a big thing they will be stressing throughout this process. Because even some people were offended by a state of the state address saying, you know, some parcels Mother Nature owns. Some people who, you know, have lived in these shoreline communities for generations were, you know, upset by that, saying you have no right to say we should not live where we've mm-hmm. lived and loved for, for so long. But if they could get clobbered on a public relations level for um, using eminent domain, uh, then uh, here's another public relations risk that I think Joseph in Westchester is going to raise. Joseph, hi. Hello. Go ahead. How are you? Good. What's your concern? Well, I want to, someone has to justify where does the governor come off using my tax dollars to bail out somebody who made a bad decision on where to build their house just because they wanted to have a good view of the ocean or some wetlands? There you go. That is that is a heck of a question. And that's a fair question, isn't it? Uh, these are taxpayers' dollars. I guess they're mostly going to be federal taxpayers' dollars, but to some degree New York State taxpayers' dollars. And we're all federal taxpayers anyway. Uh, And just because somebody wanted to live near the ocean and have that view or have that experience 
why should we all be footing the bill for buying their homes at above appraised value? Right. Well, that so that is a totally fair concern. It is federal money. Uh, the rationale for FEMA over the years has been it's a worthwhile investment that by paying for a buyout now, you're saving more money in the long run by not needing to provide disaster aid in these areas. So that's the big picture argument. But I think what's what's certainly unique about what Governor Cuomo has proposed is the, the sweeteners paying above market value. That, I think, will be something that uh, some folks will question. And, I, I mean, it's, it's, a fair, it's a fair point. It, it definitely, on the surface, may not sit well with people. But one thing the state is doing along those lines is they are not interested in bailing out owners of, you know, beachfront mansions. They're going to cap the payout that you can get around the median home value in any neighborhood. So that's one area, I mean, recognizing the sensitivity of this and the the fact that folks don't want their taxpayer dollars wasted. They're not looking at, you know, cutting $2 million checks to buy beachfront homes. So Fire Island residents take note? I It'll be in a variety of areas, but yeah, I mean, their, their basic thought is folks who can afford homes like that, they are not as hard-pressed in terms of yeah. looking at flood insurance premiums, not having options. But how, not, how, are they, how are they going to decide? I mean, there are some areas that are beachfront with some more ordinary homes and some very expensive homes, almost block by block, right? Right. Well, they're going to look at what they've said so far is the somewhere in the ballpark of the median home value in a neighborhood. Now, how a neighborhood is defined is a fair question. Uh, a lot of the math is what we don't really know at this point, how you come up with what is the fair market value from before the storm, how they will come right. up with those numbers. The federal process that's existed for decades uses a, a set of appraisals, and you can appeal and have your own appraisal done, and it, it's certainly a complicated process. They would like a swifter process in New York. That's one of the big motivations here. But those kind of details, I mean, this is the ultimate devils in the details sort of thing, because for a lot of people, what the price you'll get is what will drive this decision. So that's sort of the the big question at this point, I think. Thomas Kaplan covers Albany for the New York Times and has all those details of Governor Cuomo's plan to buy up a lot of homes along the waterfront to help prevent damage from future Sandys. Thank you so much, Thomas. Uh, Thomas, really interesting. Thanks for having me. Brian Lehrer on WNYC. Coming up next, who's afraid of the sequestration budget? We'll help you decide if you should be. Stay tuned.